Uh, have you been, Bergie? <laughs> <laughs> I've been so good. <laughs> Like a movie one time in your life But don't know if you still do Well if you don't have time to watch it at the moment Me and a guest will for you See me, some strangers and some friends of mine Are gonna see what flicks stand the test of time So if you're curious to know what holds up and what doesn't About some old movie you saw with your cousin You're in the right place and you know you might just find out Do you still like this? Movie likers, admirers, and fond Friends of film, welcome back to Do You Still Like This Movie? I'm SJ, a.k.a. Word Burglar, coming to you live from the Word Burg lair, and I'm happy to have you over here. <laughs> Today my guest is none other than the human who puts the great in Britain, the home run in Hitton. You may even say I'm smitten with Pete Maury, and he's here for our listening pleasure. Together we're going to unpack the mystifying 1984 classic The Last Starfighter. We're going to find out if we still like that movie, so get your ears ready, because that's going to be a lot of fun. That's happening in mere moments. Uh, I did want to say sorry. It's taken a bit longer to get this episode out. I've been touring. The new album, Space Verse, is out. I hope you've had a chance to check it out. If not, uh, check it out. Uh, Right now, this is a little beat uh, courtesy of the Beat Mason from the Jam From Earth. And the whole album, uh, I think, is pretty fun. If you're into Star Wars... Star Trek, Doctor Who, Transformers, Visionaries, maybe? Space-themed and space-inspired rhymes and beats. I think you're going to dig it. It's available everywhere digitally, and you can even order it. If you want to go to your local brick-and-mortar store and order more, I would appreciate that internationally. So, yeah, tell them to get Word Burglar Space first. Put some space between your ears. Yummy. (laughs) What? Uh, Also, just want to say, if you're in Toronto, I'm playing November 28th at the Northern Contemporary Art Space, 1605 Queen West, as part of the officially unofficial fan art show, which features Star Wars-inspired original artwork. Hey, this movie, you might say, is Star Wars-inspired. Uh, so there's a connection there. What? Uh, <laughs> definitely check out uh, that show if you're in Toronto, Thursday, November 28th. There's going to be lots of great art from some amazing artists and doing Star Wars themed stuff. Kalman Androshovsky, Jason Liu, Willow Dawson, Scott Hepburn, lots of great talents. And, uh, and then I'll be there kicking some rhymes as well. So it's going to be a fun night. And uh, finally, I do want to announce that this episode marks our very first Uh, episode with the Geekscape podcast network. So shout out Geekscape. They've invited us to join their network of great shows. Mega Ran, a friend of mine and the show, and you probably know Mega Ran. Uh, His show, Matt Mania, is on there. There's a lot of great uh, geeky news and articles and stuff and other podcasts. So so check them out, geekscape.net. Thanks for having us. And thank you for having this in your ears. Without further ado, let's just get into it with the galactically gregarious Pete Mori. We're watching The Last Starfighter, and this is Do You Still Like This? I hope you do. I like you. Oh, Pete Mori, it is a treat for me to have you back. The, the pleasure <laughs> is all mine. I'm in your, I'm in the, the cave of delights. 
the bird cave, yeah, no no arcade machines in here yet, though. Well, you know, you got to get them up the stairs, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, that would be impressive. Oh man, I am so glad that you are here and that you picked. The movie, the 1984 uh, cult classic, I think is safe to say. I think we can say. call it that, yeah. Yeah, uh, The Last Starfighter, starring uh, none other than, what's his name? Lance. His name is Lance Get- Lance Guest. Lance Guest, that's right, yeah. Lance Guest, directed by Nick Castle. Uh-huh. Now, do you know who Nick Castle also played? Did you- I found out. Yeah. We, are we going to reveal that <laughs> now? We'll talk that, about yeah. it later, because that's a really weird connection. It's so I weird, I directed yeah. this movie, played... Michael Myers in John Carpenter's 1978 movie, Halloween. So bizarre. It is bizarre. I also have a couple more bizarre facts for you about him as well when we when we get into it. But Amazing. That kind of lays the table for this being a little bit of a freaky experience in total. Totally, because I, like, I don't really know that much. Like, I, I didn't know that much about Nick Castle. Uh, he also wrote Escape from New York, which, which I was, which is amazing. He, <laughs> he, I want to say he co-wrote it because uh, he co-wrote it because John Carpenter obviously is involved in some of that writing process. But exactly, Escape from New York is one of my all-time favorite movies. It, I would say it's one of the pillars of my movie loving because it has the fastest intro of any movie ever. It gets you into the action immediately. 1988, uh, America, there has been a 400% rise in crime. Like, like that's so specific, 400%. <laughs> Manhattan, the once great island of Manhattan, has been walled off. All the bridges and tunnels are bombed and mined. It's become a maximum security prison. There are no officers. The prisoners make their rules. They make their world, I think the voiceover says. And uh, the president crashes into the island and and that's it and and then snake plissken boom what an incredible movie it's unbelievable but not the movie we're talking <laughs> no, about today. No. <laughs> <laughs> well i want i i could have chosen escape from new york but i did not see it as a kid <laughs> so when we're asking do you still like this movie you know from something we saw as a kid well something we saw as a kid then then i couldn't choose that because i did not see that movie as a kid nick castle co-wrote that movie also, can we just say a, a super badass name, Nick Castle? Nick Castle. Nick Castle. Hi, yeah. I'm Nick Castle. Uh, yeah, it's now some other quick fun facts about this film. Yeah. One of the first movies to use CGI. Yes. Which, Tron and this movie. Yeah. So really apparent, as we'll get into. <laughs> um, now, when this came out, it was July 13th, 1984. Uh-huh. Uh, here's a few other films that uh, you could have seen on a night Ooh, of movies. Nice. Uh, Ghostbusters, you may be familiar with. Yes. Gremlins. Oh, very nice. Karate Kid. Oh. Muppets Take Manhattan. What a great month. Yeah, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and Conan the Destroyer, Star Trek Three, and you being a baseball fan, you probably appreciate this, The Natural. Oh, wow. These Holy were all moly. Like 1984, and so when it opened, these were all films playing in theaters at that time. Let's switch off the mics yeah. and go to the movies in 1984 <laughs> right now. <laughs> so crazy. Oh, wow. So the, the Last Starfighter, not initially a box office success. No, and you know what? I did not see it in the movie theaters because uh, I'm, I'm just not old enough. I'm 40, and uh, it came out in 84, so I would have been six. Yeah, yeah. No, we were babies. I didn't see 
this until it was on TV years right. later, and I would see ads for the comic book uh, throughout back issues and stuff right. uh, over the years. Uh, but do you remember? So yeah, let's talk about the first time you saw it. Do you remember? What, did you rent it at a video store? Was it? On yeah, TV? it would have been would have been a, a video rental because I worked in a, a video store. It's called Video Scene, and it was just across the street from my house, and it was like the first proper job I ever had. Um, maybe a paper round, which you know all about. Oh, yeah. You know about that <laughs> stuff. So I worked in the video store. It was run by someone we knew, video scene. And and so by that point, I guess uh, I was working there. It would have been 1993, 1994 maybe. So a cool decade after this movie came out. So I was always in because there were certain movies you couldn't keep on the shelf. Like uh, I think that year where the big movies were Dumb and Dumber and <laughs> crap like that, right? Sure. And everybody wanted those movies and they had like three copies of that movie and you had to order it two weeks in advance to be able to, to see. I mean, you know about this from, from your amazing song, um, uh, Rental Patient, right? Like this is, this is the days. These so are the days, yeah. The last Starfighter was always in because it had been out for 10 years. And so I, I feel like I watched it a lot and I loved to play video games with my brother. And so whenever we went on vacation down on the English coast, we'd go to the video arcade. Uh, at that point, we probably didn't have um, uh, games consoles ourselves yet. We had uh, Spectrum. Oh, wow. Spectrum, uh, one, yeah. uh, 128K Spectrum. Did that have like the vector-shaped sort of image? I think game? so, yeah. You know, it, it had a shooting polygons or It something? had a, a tape cassette deck, which you had to load the games from tape. So, and it made a terrible noise, like an awful noise, like a bat dying. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so so we were we were arcade guys. Like me and my brother, we'd love to go to the arcade. So this, this movie definitely resonated for us because of that. Oh, for sure. Well, the re- it's got a recipe for films that we would love. It's an 80s movie yeah. with space and yeah. video games. I mean, yeah. that's like, bam, I'm, I'm sold. I'm in. So I'm and- so glad you chose this because, yeah, I have not watched this. I d- even watching it, I was like, wow, I don't remember any of this. I did not remember new. any of it. <laughs> Literally any of it. I remembered like the what the 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 artwork looked like, uh, and and that was it. Yeah, I think like the the name and yeah the imagery, yeah, like, maybe the poster and the comic ads and stuff are more ingrained in my mind than the actual full plot. Yeah, I mean even the characters' names. I was like, what's the guy's name? What? Um, I let's talk real quick about the writer though, Jonathan R. Butel. Or yeah, I. I- I was I was hoping you would pronounce that one. <laughs> Let's just call him Jonathan R. B. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, old Johnny R. B. Uh, so he he also he, his oeuvre is not that large. No, um, he wrote one movie which I've never seen, but is sort of notorious as a film I've encountered a few times uh, in doing various you know movie research or, or video store uh, my travels. Theodore Rex, do you know this one? I saw, no, I don't know it. I saw it in his like profile. I was like, I what is this? Yeah, it's the one where Whoopi Goldberg is a tough as nails detective who's paired with a dinosaur cop, and together they stop try- crime in a future 
your time. Oh, my God. Is this one of your songs? Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg and a Dinosaur Cop. Uh, so he wrote that. Uh, this wow. was years later. I think that was in the 90s. Uh, and he also wrote a film called My Science Project, which I don't know. but I Yeah, saw- that just sounds terrible. That yeah. sounds awful. It looks like another one of those movies, though, that would have sat on the shelf at the video store for a long time. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. I saw the poster for My Science Project. And now I'm going to get all the emails. People are like, My Science Project. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an amazing movie. So, hey. so I'm sorry, it sounds terrible. <laughs> also, it's important to point out that the last Starfighter was a PG certificate, so mm-hmm. we could, as kids, we could get it. Because uh, I remember before I worked in the movie store, like you're going in there if you tried to rent a movie that was, uh, I don't know if it's the same here, but we we had like the restrictions were uh, U for Universal, PG, 15 and 18, not restricted. It was just 18, 15. Um, and PG. You could not rent a PG, uh, a 15 movie if you were under the age of 15. Right, right. So I remember trying to rent um, the Emilio Estevez movie, Men at Work, oh, and they were like, no, I'm sorry. Can I see some ID? I'm trying to think what is so bad about it. I know, movie. I know. I remember it actually being a funny movie, but... Yeah, so there were, there were movies that were PG. You know, Batman was definitely one of them. Yeah. Uh, this movie, Goonies, I think is probably a U, even though it has kind of some terrifying moments yeah. in it. Um, Tron, like all of these movies are movies that I now look back on and think, wow, they, they, they were the ones I saw the most. Yeah, totally. And you're right. So we, our, our system would have been PG-13 and then the next one was adult and then right. you had restricted. And I think right. if you were 15, you could see an adult right. movie. The, and that is interesting. Watching this, I also was thinking, oh, this actually is pretty safe for kids. Well, I, I thought I would watch it with my kid, but she's a total scaredy cat. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and there's a few scenes where I was like, oh, I'm glad I'm not watching this with her. Right. right. Uh, you know, she'd be having nightmares tonight yeah, <laughs> about some it. some of the aliens. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, some, there's, some, there's some scary stuff in, I think, if you're a young kid. Yeah. All right, so we, we talked about the star, Lance Guest, who plays Alex Rogan. Yeah. Uh, Robert Preston, who is yeah. one of those guys who's just like in all these old movies. I think he was in The Music Man. He's in the, that's his big famous role, The Music right. Man. So he plays Centauri. Who yeah. Is, who, who refers to himself constantly in the third person. <laughs> yeah. Centauri doesn't like this. <laughs> uh, there's Catherine Mary Stewart as Maggie. Yes, Canadian connection. Yeah, from Edmonton. From Edmonton, from E-Town, from Evil. Yeah, and I'm just going to say right off the bat you know spoiler alert she's a delight she is a delight <laughs> she is a delight and i don't i don't think i saw her in that many things but she's a delight she was a delight in this i was and later on I, i'm not sure what else she went on to uh but uh, that was another thing about this film nobody really went anywhere after yeah I, the writer the director the cast yeah like, it's this weird obscure thing and it didn't do well at the box office uh, you know, obviously it's running on, you know, riding off the heels of Superman and Star Wars, mm-hmm. big blockbusters. Oh, Star like Wars, big time. Oh, for sure. And which we, like, right off the top, the opening music and credits. It's ridiculous. It's like Star Wars and Superman right there. They wanted it to sound more like um, Mala, yeah. you know? <laughs> so they, like, used a bunch of instruments. They made it huge. I cannot whistle that tune i don't know what it is it's not catchy it's not that great <laughs> like, like you know how john williams just can write like tune like yeah whoever wrote this score is it's not that r- memorable you know yeah i mean as it kept sort of coming back that main fanfare yeah. would play throughout the film i was like oh yeah this again and mm-hmm. then I was like, yeah this sounds like it should be in a science fiction movie from the 80s but yeah you know, it doesn't have the the 
sticking power of a John Williams. And it doesn't have the, like you said, doesn't have the star caliber. It doesn't have a big, big name in it beyond some old character actors like Preston. Yeah. And then there's an Irish guy, uh, Dan, Dan O'Herlihy. That's probably wrong. Dan O'Herlihy. He is from Wexford in Ireland. I looked him up. Um, and he had been uh, in Robinson Crusoe, like he'd been a, a big star in the 50s, um, come to live in America and been in a bunch of movies. And he plays Greg, the, um, Greg. the like, reptilian <laughs> alien, who is, it's my favorite thing about this He's whole another movie. another delight, yeah, another delight. Um, and then this guy, uh, what, he's, he was also in Robocop. One and two, he plays one of the old guys in Robocop. I haven't seen Robocop yeah. for ages, so I can't tell you who. There was definitely something familiar about him yeah. when he came out. I was like, I've, this guy I've seen in movies before. So. And I'm going to mention it now. There is another weird John Carpenter Halloween connection to a few other people in this movie. And he's one of them, uh, the guy that plays Greg. He's in Halloween 3. This is the witch season or the season of the witch. I, That's I, a deep cut. Yeah. He, he plays somebody in that movie. And also um, uh, our main guy, uh, Lance, what's his name? Lance, Lance Guest. Lance Guest. He's yeah. so, so memorable. I forget his name. He's in Halloween too. Ah. So that, that, I don't know if, uh, if this Carpenter, Nick Castle like collective just grabbed the people around them. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, the director's in Halloween 1. The star is in Halloween 2. The co-star is in Halloween 3. And those three movies happen in the three years before this movie comes out. Oh. 80, 78, and then it's 81, 82, uh, and then it's The Last Starfighter. Right. So I'm sure there was some sort of connection there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's funny because Lance Guest again, and we'll be talking about him, of course, throughout this podcast, he just sort of looks like what you would think an 80s kind of white guy, yeah. high school type, college student dude would look like. He's real generic. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not really, really generic. offensive, but yeah. he's not spectacular. It's, there's just nothing there that really is just like... I, I found him most likable when he played Beta, which we'll, we'll get yes. into that. yes. Um, so let's let's just dive right in then. So your your memories of this, like you you chose this for a reason. Yeah, I did. You know why? I saw it was playing at my local movie theater, and I couldn't make the review on Roncesvalles. Uh, big up to the review, great yeah, independent, great not profit, not for profit movie theater. They were showing it in the daytime. I think I was going to a Jays game, and uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to miss this, or there's something was happening. Like, oh! And then I thought, what can I bring to the podcast, The Bird Cave? Uh, <laughs> Uh, and uh, what can we talk about? And I was like, I, that's the movie. If I can't see it there, I'm going to track it down. So my friend Tim Dawson had a copy, and he, uh, big up Tim Dawson. Shout out, uh, shout out Tim. Timbo Timmy, he wants to come talk to you about Transformers. Anyway. Oh, all right. Uh, I got the copy. I watched it. And... Um, and that's it. There's no, like, big, you know, like, idea around this. It's like... Damn, that movie. I love that movie. Or did I love that movie? I think I love that movie. It is perfect for what we do here. Exactly. It's, and I, as soon as you suggest it, I'm like, all right, I'm 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 in for that. I listened to your, your buddy talk about the Ninja Turtles. And of course, he still loved that movie because that's an awesome movie. But this movie, I wanted something, for my pick, I wanted something I just wasn't sure about. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's well, that's what's great. <laughs> and this is, for me, it's such a good reason to just watch these movies yeah. and to hang out with my pals. So Yeah, and this is good. That's this what is we're good. here. So let's let's open up. 
we got this Star Wars type music yep. coming in, and uh, we uh, the camera pans down to Earth from the stars, and we land on a Starlight Starbright trailer park. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. looks kind of nice. It does. Yeah, lovely. Everyone's out. Um, grandma's out doing something in her yard. Uh, so the power's gone out for someone, but it's not so bad. It's a sunny day. Um, Alex's little brother Lewis is walking around in a space helmet shooting stuff with a little dart gun. Uh, yeah, it's great. Maggie's going for a picnic. Everyone yeah. knows everybody's business. They're like a big family. It's like yeah. I would like I would like to live in this trailer park in the eighties. This is it looks perfect. pretty nice. And for me, also being from you know a European, um, like this is this is like my view of America. It's like wow, everyone lives in these really fancy trailer parks. With grandma. <laughs> it's kind of nice. Yeah, there's like a cat yeah. sleeping in a mailbox. Yeah, like, oh, sure, sure, why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, so it's a busy, busy morning in the neighborhood. And, uh, you know, Space Sun Lewis is yep. there. Yep. Um, and so we, we get to see Alex, and he's playing the Starfighter arcade game. Yeah, the only, the only arcade game. You know, as I mentioned, me and my brother grew up playing arcade games, and and you know, you when you walked into one of those arcades, there were so many, so your eyes lit up, and you're like, "What shall I play? APB, Outrun, Afterburner? What am I going to play today?" There's one, there's one arcade game in this trailer park, and it's Starfighter, and he gets really, really good at it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he does anything else. He fixes the blackouts, like the rolling blackouts across the trailer park. He yeah. does some menial tasks. He he tells people, like, I just want to do something with my life. <laughs> Be like, you know, fair enough. It's not yeah. the most glamorous existence. Yeah, like he's he's like kind of dumping on his friends. He's like, you guys yeah. just want to go out and get drunk every weekend. You know, I'm gonna be somebody. And yeah, so he's trying to apply to school. And yeah, he doesn't want to go to City College. Yeah. It's like. It's never mentioned which city it is or like if it's a bad college, but he wants to do something with his life. He's got big dreams. Y yeah, but they're never explained. <laughs> uh, like, what are they? This is what we're saying. Is so he's so generic. Like, he doesn't say, I want to go and do this, or I, he just seems a little bit unsatisfied and not in a really truly desperate way. He's just like, ah. Yeah, I'll just play this game. Yeah, and he gets really, really he gets good. Gets really this game. good at it. You're and you right. know what? It's got pretty good graphics. I it has. Say. For 1984, I've, I was like, what? I've always felt like it. I wanted to play that game. Yeah. Oddly enough, fun side note. Uh huh. It never got an arcade game. Wow. So apparently, and I researched it after watching this, Atari, and this is one of those things where you think it had an arcade game. Like, right. oh, I must have seen that. At oh, some I point. must have played it. No, it. Uh, Atari apparently saw the film and decided it wasn't going to be a success, so they canceled their plans to make an arcade game for it. Oh, my God. So there was an NES game years later, um, and I think there was like maybe another version, but yeah, weirdly no actual arcade game, which is bizarre. Oh, that is bizarre. So I like that the, the game starts up and it says, protect the frontier against Zur and the Rodan Armada. <laughs> It's it's the Codan oh, Armada. Codan Armada. I'm, yeah, I'm Thank just you. like like I remember. Like, I only found out after I watched it the other day. I'm like, oh, who are the bad guys again? Oh yes, yeah, the Codan Armada. Um, and uh, and he 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 can't go out right. He can't go out with his friends and his girlfriend with Maggie. They're in They're the truck. Going to Silver Lake. Silver Lake, which oh. sounds amazing. Oh yeah. Oh, I want to go to Silver Lake in the truck. Um, and he has to stay home. He he fixes up everything, and then he goes to the his. I guess it's his mum's store on the trailer park. 
Yeah, I think because it's like a restaurant. There's a yeah. bar. You see all these yeah. like Bud Light signs and everything in the yeah. arcade, and and yeah. So she's she's talking like I don't know if they own the trailer park. Like why he has to work, yeah. or if they're just kind of like the the supervisors who have to keep an. an I feel eye like that. I feel yeah. like it's not a wealthy family. They're just like the the supervisors, like you said, like Mr. Leahy and Randy, <laughs> except uh, not as funny. <laughs> um, and so he gets really good at the game, obviously. He's playing the game. Am I jumping ahead in the plot no, here? This perfect, because yes. this movie really doesn't have a lot of plot, right? No, it's we get he, he's really good at this video yeah. game. He's playing it a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then so all his friends go to Silver Lake. He yeah. spends a day fixing television yeah. and electricity and doing all these menial tasks. And then he's like, All right, it's time to unwind, play this game. Next thing you know, he gets up to 900,000 900,000, I wrote it down. So, yeah, so people, and you know, hey, as a fellow uh, high score achiever, uh, I was, uh, you know, I took special note of this. So he gets to, he gets to 900,000, and then sort of word spreads, and this is like the middle of the night. It's the, the middle park. of the night, and yeah. And like everyone's like, Alex is just, he's about to get the high score on this. So everyone, the grandmas, the like... Isn't it bizarre? It's like the equivalent of what an online community would look like these days, but in re in life, they just come out, they come swarming out the caravans, the trailers, they've all got their like curlers in, all the old women. Oh yeah, this is the greatest moment of their lives, and yeah. they're surrounding him while he's playing the arcade game, and you know, Maggie is there, who's his, his girlfriend, his love she, interest. She's come back from she, Silver Lake. Just to see him. Yeah. She didn't want to go to the movies yeah. with the other kids. And he's playing his game, <laughs> but then she's the one who says, whoa, look! High score. Yeah. So he does it, and wow, he beats the game, and uh, everybody rejoices. Alex and Maggie have a really—they have a moment, you know. Yeah. They're looking up at the stars, he's sort of basking, and is like, you know, after in a the long, glow. You know, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, this is it. Like, yeah, I, this is <laughs> this is the top the, of the world. <laughs> this is the life I dreamed of. So he's basically the greatest starfighter arcade gamer. Yeah. In this trailer park. Yeah. And perhaps. In the universe. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've used up like half the plot already, right? That's it. <laughs> um, so then his mom comes home and he tells her about his record and she gives him the letter uh, that he's been waiting for to find oh, out. Oh, that's like right. Yeah, he needs to a move to yeah. the city or something. Yeah. yeah. And so he doesn't get it. And she says, It's okay. You can go to City College with your friends. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to go to City College, mom. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> So he goes out, out late yeah. at night, no one's around, mm -hmm. and uh, that's when fate steps in. Uh, the video game starts calling out, you know, the game, it's like, the yeah. game's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, the game starts acting weird and moving around and making strange noises. Uh -huh. And then a space car shows yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> this amazing kind of... Knockoff DeLorean. Right. Yeah. So was this before Back to the Future? Uh, you know what? I should have checked the date of Back to the Future. I feel like I, maybe not. I feel like this movie has just stolen all the best bits <laughs> from other movies. Like, you know, E.T. I think came out before. So Aliens, Star Wars came out before. Space Opera. <laughs> Back to the Future, Space Car. But I do Tron, know. That, like yeah, exactly. Game, like exactly. Like graphics. Yeah. Um, the guy that designed the space car for this movie he also designed a bunch of the cars for Blade Runner and um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, he did some Star Trek stuff. He's like one of those people who has a dream job of designing science fiction vehicles. 
which is pretty cool. It's a sweet space car. It is a pretty sweet space car, but it's been driven by like a 1930s huckster. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's talk about this okay. guy. It's Centauri. Yeah, and he pulls up, hey, son, get in. Uh, I'm, I'm from the... Um, he doesn't say where he's from. He's like, hey, just get in. And Alex <laughs> just gets in. Like, that doesn't happen anymore it's unless true. it's an yeah. Uber driver, you know? <laughs> yeah, he starts driving like 300 yeah. miles per hour. It's it's insane. And, and Alex is like, whoa, where are we going? What are you doing? Where are you taking me? All the right questions. Yeah, and he says, I invented the video game, The Last Starfighter, and I'm looking for the guy who got the top score. Yeah. And that's why Alex is like, well, that's me. So uh -huh. like, well, come on, let's go. Oh, but first he shakes hands with this mysterious that's uh, right. being in the yeah. back seat. Yeah. He just shakes his hand and sort of gives him an electric shock. There's a spark. Yeah, and he says, oh, that that's beta. And uh, and he zaps Alex, and that's it. He's gone. That's it. So uh, you know, and I gotta say, I love the idea that if you're good enough at a space video game, that an alien will come and get you to go fight their Star War. Because it's, uh, I mean, it's absolutely <laughs> ludicrous, really. <laughs> it's like saying if you spent enough time, you know, uh, playing an NHL video game, you could yeah. be Bill Moisienko or like yeah. one of your heroes. Or like. You know, you can you can you can you play enough MLB the show, you can be Joe Carter like yeah. in the World Series. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Non-transferable skill. You mean I've been wasting all this time jumping on turtles and eating mushrooms oh and like jumping God. into sewers? I'm sorry I've to been... tell you that no, probably not. You haven't been wasting your time. But yes, if you think you're going to get taken off in a space car by a man who speaks in the third person all the time, then you, you probably shit out of luck. Oh, but as a kid, this is that thing. And yeah. this is like, hey, this justifies my game playing. Because we played video games. Yeah. And it's like, this is, yeah, one day this is going to pay off, man. And Tetris we could say the world exactly we didn't play video games with a lot of people you maybe played them with two well one other person if you could afford a second joystick or a second like console controller yeah so it's a really it was a really one-on-one -on -one thing like i remember the certain video games i've played a lot because you could only afford a few video games so you'd like play it until the end and then that, then it was done, and then you, you fight in a space war. Exactly. Well, that's <laughs> how I got the Narcai score, because it was like one of the only that's games I owned, right. and I just played it, that's and, right. and I just got really good at it. What was your score? Uh, 929,900. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> you win. You win. Oh, yeah. Listen, it's not about me. We're, we're talking about Alex right now. So, yeah. So, they're driving 300 miles per hour, and next thing you know, they skyrocket into space, and uh, they wind up at the space Base, which I think it's just called like the Rilo Space Base. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, something like that. It's never really clearly defined. Before he arrives, though, um, Centauri takes off his face, polishes his eyeballs, turns around and looks <laughs> looks at Alex. He's like, I got a big alien face, and then he slaps it back on, and all of a sudden he's like a cheery old man again. Amazing. I love that yeah. that was the identity he took on as well. Yeah. He also he starts talking in a different language. He starts saying Pretana, Pretana uh, to the like the people on the space base. It's pretty yeah, cool. It's pretty cool. And then they get he gets a translator at some point so that Alex Yeah, they pop it on his collar, saying. right? Yeah, so there's all these aliens walking around and this is now, a little beef I have with the alien design, because there are yeah. a few aliens that I think yeah, are actually yeah. designed pretty well. Mm -hmm. But these these guys with the sort of protruding foreheads and the big, bushy, gray under hair. They have terrible, <laughs> awful hair. 
I can't believe somebody could design aliens so badly. <laughs> Who thought this is action figure potential right here? Yeah, they look like the um, uh, on Bespin. They look like the uh, Lobot. A yeah, bit. except <laughs> yeah. Lobot at least had a lighting up head. Thing. Yeah, he doesn't have like weird gray clown hair. Yeah, and they all look like that. It's so terrible. It's like yeah. Oompa Loompa meets the guy you just yeah. said. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. Oompa Lobot. Um, <laughs> And then, and I love that, like every chance they get, like you're saying, they're mashing up all these different films with this. Every chance they get, they're like, someone says a, a, some you know line of dialogue that's supposed to be very epic. Like there's a line here, I, and I think it's uh, Centauri before, he, like he's like, "All right, you're good, Alex. I'm gonna take off." And he goes, "May the luck of the seven pillars of Gulu be with you always." <laughs> What is this nonsense? This is gobbledygook. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm just wish someone would say that to me. Yeah, may the luck of the seven pillars of Gulu be uh, with you always. I would appreciate that. What does that mean? Why is well, there lucky you know, pillars? there's seven lucky pillars and they're on Gulu and uh, <laughs> may they be with you. I mean, it's totally it's totally stolen, right? It's stolen yeah. from the force. Yeah. Like. It, it's so stolen and borrowed and pinched. It's great. Yeah, everything. Yeah. So yeah, you get to the point where you're just like, you know what? This is just fun. Just go with yeah. it. Like we're riding this out. Uh, so Alex is really confused. He's yeah. In space. Dark no space. one's telling him like anything. No. He's just being given boots, a spacesuit. He's like on a conveyor belt. He doesn't. He's like so confused. He's like me in a, a grocery store and I'm hungry. He's like, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm surrounded by food, but I there's nothing to eat. Um. And so eventually, and he doesn't go into shock. I no, mean, he's just flown into space in a car with this alien. Yeah, and now he's meeting all these strange guys with weird foreheads. Like, yeah, and then he's in a, suddenly he's in a debriefing room, being told by another guy with a giant forehead and terrible <laughs> hair that the 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 galaxy is in trouble. There's the, all these people are the star fighters. They've all come from different places. He steps on that that weird alien's the tentacle. Octopus guy, yeah, yeah, octopus guy. Yeah, that was like a who's who of action figures that they yeah. tried to make, but yeah. nobody nobody uh, bought them. Yeah. Apparently, there was a Galoob uh, toy line that almost happened, but again, really? I think they saw the film and were like, Nah, I don't. Think <laughs> we can't. No, it's like we can't compete against. Did you see what's out there? We're going to be up against Transformers. <laughs> yeah. And G. We're it's toast. It ain't happening. Yeah, yeah. It ain't happening. Um, so meanwhile, we go back to the Starlight Starbright trailer park, and uh, Maggie is looking for Alex. Yeah, she's like, Where she's is like he? "What's going on?" I mean, she's a pretty decent girlfriend. Like, she's like, he's kind of like, uh, "I'm unhappy," and uh, "Come with me," and she's like, oh, "Okay." She just like puts up with his crap, um, and. Um, she comes in the be- into his yeah. bedroom. She comes into his bedroom. She's talking to him, and there's moaning coming from under the covers. Um, and she just is like, oh, "Forget it," you know. And and then she leaves. She leaves. Is he, does he share a bedroom with his little brother? Yeah, yeah. So he, his brother Lewis. He must be, and Lewis must be like nine. I'm not good. At, I don't know. Even though I have a child, I'm still not good at guessing children's ages. Yeah, I would say Lewis is about nine. And yeah. He's got quite the playboy habit. He has. He's like a little punk, that kid. He's He, he says like, hello, June or something. Yeah, hello, he, January. He's like reading Playboy in like every other scene in the yeah. movie. Uh, so she walks away and this was actually maybe the creepiest moment for me. So we finally see who's under the covers. It's not Alex. It's this beta clone yeah. who has been sent here to replace Alex while he's off fighting the stars. Uh, <laughs> and it's like this melty flesh oh, with eyeballs, and he's just like, Ugh. It's like gelatinous kind of creme brulee, kind of 
crusty on the outside, but gooey on the inside. Yeah, like the guy at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, when his yeah. Face is melted. Oh, what, and God. And he's lying in the bed. Oh, my and God. And Lewis doesn't notice it. No, and he's just like gestating in the lower bunk, whoever it is. So I guess we're to believe that he's taking the form of Alex and yeah. shaping himself into, after he shook Alex's hand, maybe he copied his DNA or something. Yeah, that's one of the parts that my kid would definitely not enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> that's your nightmare fuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, we get that little glimpse in the trailer park, but then right back to Rylos and, uh, yeah, uh, Alex is getting l- the lay of the land. He's like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, I can't, I can't do this. Um, so Alex says that, look, I'm not a recruit. I can't do this. And, you know, I don't want to be one of these last starfighters. I'm just a guy. Yeah. I was uh, just playing a video game. Yeah. So then he bumps into this, uh, iguana looking guy, Grig, who, uh, oh, Grig, <laughs> Personal faith of Pete Oh, my Murray. God, I love him. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to give too much away, but he's really one of the best parts about this movie. He's like, a brown, leathery iguana oh, he's man amazing. with a heart of gold. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of stolen, too. He looks like, uh, who's the bounty hunter in Star, in Star Bosk, Wars? Bosk, yeah. yeah. Totally, yeah. So, I mean, he's, t- he's even kind of got the same kind of spacesuit on. Yeah, yeah. It's a total <laughs> rip-off. <laughs> but he's much more charming. He's like an elegant... An elegant space lizard, and he's thoughtful. He's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, okay. If you're not supposed to be here, well, I'll. We should make sure you get right back to Earth." So <laughs> they go and uh, they go and talk to Centauri. Yeah, and they say, "Look, Centauri, it's illegal to recruit Earthlings because they're outside the Star League." Which Another makes me wonder, <laughs> like, who's in the Star League? Because that league <laughs> sounds amazing. <laughs> Is there a DH in that league? Like that that league sounds just out of this world. If we're not in it, you know, it must be pretty good. And again, another one of these things where they're just putting it out there yep. to make it sound, oh, the Star League, of course. Yeah. Like, were they planning this to be like a whole franchise? Or- yes, they <laughs> were. And that's one of the strange things about this movie is it suddenly makes sense when you start thinking about it as a franchise instead of a one-off cult classic featuring no one you've ever seen in anything again. <laughs> because they were setting it up to be more. Right. They had a sequel planned. Uh, they were. They wanted to make this the 1984 version of Star Wars. But hey, guess what? Star Wars already existed and was already. You know, I I don't remember when Empire came out. Eighty maybe. It's been eighty and two or eighty three. Yeah, and, or and Jedi Jedi's, was right around the corner. Yeah, from this. yeah. like exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. Heads up, everybody. There's already an amazing space opera franchise out there. You're not getting a second movie. I feel like they would have made this movie, had put a bit more story into it, made it more of a singular arc instead of being like, well, more stuff might happen in this galaxy that we're talking about, the Star League. Uh, no. No. Fully with you there. But Centauri's a total like, rogue here because he's like carrying out his shiny gems that he gets paid for recruiting people. So we led to believe that Centauri's some like ridiculous like human space trafficker. Yeah. Like stealing people from planets and selling them, like but it's he also awful. Designed this crazy arcade game, got it into you know malls across America. Yes, and he even says like the one that wound up at their trailer park was supposed to be in Vegas. Yeah, it's it's a mistake. Like there's no obviously no one from that trailer park. Who's who's gonna play it, Grandma? <laughs> <laughs> is grandma gonna play the game well so all this is going on and yeah. you know he's demanding like I gotta 
get me back home, get me back home. And that's when we finally meet Zur. Yeah. The, uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, special effects techniques, the giant floating holographic head technology. Oh, um, so good. <laughs> so so Zur, another dude with gray hair. Uh, and doesn't look very terrifying. He shows up and explains his plan to destroy the frontier. Yeah. Uh, which, again, another thing, the frontier from I'm thinking Star Trek. I'm like, what are they getting? Yeah. So the frontier, this is what the last starfighters are trying to defend yeah. against Zur. And, and Zur is uh, a Kodan, Rodan, the, the Kodan Armada. Armada. Um, and Zur <laughs> is a traitor. Like, he's he's part of the, he's a Rylan. Is that right? Is that, is that Rylan the, or Rylan? Yeah. 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 Uh, he's sure. one of their own. And he's, uh, he's a traitor and gone over to the Kodan, Rodan, <laughs> Armada Empire. Yeah, Rodan is the, uh, this is Lord of the Rings or a Godzilla nemesis. <laughs> they, maybe yeah. both. <laughs> I, I wrote it down. It's definitely it's the Kodan Amada. Kodan. Zur. So spell uh, X U R. Yeah. So Zur shows up and he's yeah. like, "All right, I'm gonna kill you all. I'm yeah. taking over the frontier. Forget about it." And that's when Alex is like, "All right, I'm out of here." He's Peace. like, "Ooh." So Centauri's like, "All right, I'm gonna take you back yeah. to your trailer park." Doesn't Zur like melt? someone's head first yeah he, he's like this he's like ah we we have a, you've detected a spy he's very campy and amazingly bad at his job which is acting uh, <laughs> and, and he's ah oh, we've here's one of your own and then he like he lasers their head and you like you hear screams again nightmare fuel yeah. uh yeah so and, so yeah and then it's yeah. just like yeah that's when alex is like yeah yeah peace, peace out home slice later yeah. later and again we i'm getting like BSG, like it's totally Battlestar. Yeah, Galactica. Oh, completely, Even, completely. Like, some black hole, like oh, some of the stuff looks did, like black Disney's hole. Disney's the black hole, which I yeah. watched relatively recently, and it's that's amazing. Okay, yeah, it's weird and amazing. I gotta go back. That's another one. Yeah. I gotta add to the keep adding to the list. Um, so Zur and the Rylands, yeah, they share. <laughs> Can't get past his terrifying hairstyle. Like, <laughs> you know, short on top, bushy gray it, on the bottom. Buffon at the back is insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there is a spy in the ranks who sabotages the starfighter. Yeah, that's, what that's okay. That's what happens. And then, yeah. um, so this is after Alex and Centauri have left. He, they like blow up everybody. On they the kill base. everybody. Uh, I don't. I don't really. Is it? Is it Krill, the bad guy? That is he? Does he do the destroying? I forget now. But they send in a couple of their baddie ships, and they they blow up this like this like cool space base on a mountain ridge. On I guess it's on Rylos. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Was, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know. Yeah. Might as well be goddamn Tatooine yeah. for all the stealing going on here. Yeah, I haven't read yeah, the expanded yeah. universe yeah. Uh, novels yet. And they kill everyone. Yeah, everyone's destroyed, and that's like the the weird wrinkly alien guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. red eye thing. Yeah, Krill with the orange, cool. the orange, yeah. um, orange lens. I feel like he was the one good design in this. Movie. Yeah, that there's like one person spent all their time on him. Yeah, but like, oh, he's gonna be so bad. He's gonna be mean. He's gonna have a really super cool badass baddie accent. You're gonna give him a little orange monochrome, like oh, an orange monocle, <laughs> like that, like flips in and out. He's got a red like leather helmet. And all his friends are going to look like that too. And they're like, "How about the rest of the movie and those other aliens? Yeah, give them some gray hair and make their foreheads really big. <laughs> like, like this terrible." You never see Last Starfighter cosplay. Now that I think never. about it, like all the cons I've been to, not once have I seen it. No, but that guy, that guy could have been something. Um, 
and yes, yeah, so he's the guy who just yeah mass murders yeah. Uh, everybody. So they're they're all gone, and uh, Alex gets back to Earth, and Centauri gives him a communo crystal, I believe is what it was called, which looks like one of those like you know calculator watches. Superman, <laughs> it's just like a Superman thing, right? Yeah. Like it's just like oh, what can we steal from Superman? It's a crystal. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. it's just. It, just in case Alex changes his mind yeah. and wants to come back, it's it's the it's the equivalent of a uh, a universe's um, business card. Yeah, like a nice like card stock. Yeah, he's like, oh, here's my communo crystal. Yeah, communo crystal. I get it. It's like yeah. communication, communo. Yeah. But you tried to make it a space-sounding mm. word. Uh huh. Um, so Alex gets home and he realizes that something is up. You know, his girlfriend Maggie sees him and slaps him in the face. You know, she's ticked. So something's been going on. Uh, so obviously it turns out that Beta, who's a courtesy replacement while he's away, uh, a, a simuloid because he can't fight. Mm -hmm. Like um, a loner for when yeah. you ding your car and they give you another one. Yeah, so he's been causing a bit of uh, havoc back home. Who yeah. knows what he's been saying to Alex's girlfriend. Yeah, and he doesn't look quite like Alex. He is the same actor, but he I read somewhere that the actor, they filmed those, they filmed his beta character afterwards or before and he had a different haircut and had been sick and lost a bunch of weight. So they do actually look slightly different. That's a, I did think he looked a little yeah, different. He, yeah, he's got exactly a good haircut uh, and um, and some puking. Yeah. <laughs> his, his, hair, his clothing style was like, you know, just a little, a little more modern. And, and beta's basically trying to learn how to be a human, right? Yeah. He's trying to like learn how to be Alex. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what his life is. And yeah. I kind of feel bad for Beta. Yeah. But he was, I found him kind of entertaining. Um, then we get a, a character who, honestly, I thought he looked pretty badass until he turns into an alien. Uh, that's the hitchhiker who shows up with like oh, this crazy yeah. space gun. He just like gets, he's like, thanks for the lift. And he steps out and he's like looking around. He's standing at the trailer park and he hides his like space gun in his jacket. He's and the Zanduzan. Yeah. <laughs> cool name. What's with yeah. all the X's? Zanduzan. Zanduzan. And so I love when he looks, at, he sees the last Starfighter arcade game yeah. outside the bar on the trailer park. And it like, does something to his face and instantly turns him into his alien. It uh, reveals his true self. Which is a really ugly, weird oh, so bad. alien. I mean, Centauri, like, uh, he designed this game, so maybe there's like a, a, a glitch in the machine or something that makes... You know, other aliens appear to their true self. I don't know. Kind of like John Carpenter. It's funny because another, this is, there's a bit of six degrees of John Carpenter. There is they totally. live, right? You know, yeah. you wear the glasses. Complete with the glasses, yeah. The, the real identity. Um, so yeah, Zandozan, who's uh, referred to as an interstellar hit beast. <laughs> 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 Which is a dope name. Okay, come on. Interstellar oh, you gotta, you gotta write a song for I love that. Yeah, so that's pretty dope. Um, anyways, so... Uh, so Zanduzan uh, basically is out to kill Alex, yeah. and uh, an alien shoot-off happens, and Centauri arrives just in time. Yeah. And uh, Is that when the Zanduzan's arm gets shot off? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because Alex, I think Alex goes out, and he's just like, because he's just come back, and he's yeah. like, what's going on? Maggie's yeah. mad at me. And then there's like a drip, kind of like an alien reference yeah, like yeah from above and he looks up yeah i guess the alien was drooling on him yeah and, and it's then i know it just kind of happened really quick you know, yeah like, what's happening even though i watched it like 
yesterday. Yeah. I still don't remember anything. <laughs> I don't remember this scene. Is Alex back or is it only Beta and Maggie at this no, point? No, this one, Alex is back. Okay. And he's realized that Beta is there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. he's gone out and he's had an interaction. I think this is when, like, Beta is there. Oh, because he's trying to get rid of him. He's like, he's like, you, you have to go. Yeah. We have to call Centauri to get rid of you. Because I can't have two of me and, like, pukey short hair me, like, running around. Right. Uh, and that's when he calls Centauri. Yeah, and because Beta was like, "Listen, I can't. I wish I could fight in this, but I can't." Because yeah. you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a simuloid. A simuloid. <laughs> and so Centauri's yeah. like, "Listen, I just you- want to do something with my life." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if Alex sticks around, there's going to be more interstellar. Do you think? Do you think Beta would have wanted to go to City College? <laughs> I, I know he would have with the friends in the red truck. You know, he's starting to really get into this Earth life. I think. Yeah. I think he might have been in it. So, um, anyway, spoiler alert: not going to last. <laughs> Anyway, so it's time for Alex to finally fulfill his destiny uh-huh. and hop in a Gunstar, yeah. one of those ships, and fight in the stars to yeah. save the frontier. Yes. So Beta's left to defend the trailer park, and uh, you know he's one sassy simuloid. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I like that sassy simuloid. Yeah, when he's taking it's his like head a bumper off. sticker. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we forgot to mention during this little skirmish when Centauri shows up, mm-hmm. he gets shot. Oh, that's right. So they... this is really important. <laughs> <laughs> so so important. Oh my God, I've been shot. <laughs> he's got his trilby on and his bow tie and his little suit, like he's a space alien. Oh my God. Like what is he doing? Like yeah. Okay, so they, <laughs> so so they Centauri takes him back to space. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Beta's left to defend the trailer park. And uh, so Alex finally gets his star suit, and they meet. They meet Grig, and this is when Centauri dies. Right? Yeah. So uh, Centauri just says another thing, another great line from this movie. Mm-hmm. Until the next dimension. Oh my God! Like, when is that? They're just trying to create again this whole mythology. Is that after dinner? When is that? <laughs> When's the next dimension? I've had enough dimensions already, Centauri. <laughs> so Grig takes Alex through training, and they get into a flight simulator. And this is when Grig reveals that Alex truly is the last starfighter. As the movie title suggests, there ain't no more. <laughs> you I, you I is worried. the last. Yeah, I was worried. <laughs> They're going to go in one gun star against an armada. Can we just also talk about how that's a pretty great name for a, yeah. for a, a spaceship? The sure. gun star. The gun star. And it's yeah. a pretty great design too. Yeah. Of all the design things in this movie, the big hair, the, the foreheads, the gun star is, is good. Yeah. Now, did it, at one point, it almost looks like the Atari logo. Did you yes, notice that? Yes, I did. I did, because we had an Atari, and it, it totally does. I mean, there's a lot of like, cool graphical stuff in this. Like, the, the graphic for the for the the Rylands, like it's two wings with a sword in a circle, is pretty cool. It's pretty neat, I got to say. Yeah. Uh, um, and the spaceship is... Is pretty iconic. When I when I think about this movie, I can just see him holding his helmet, looking at the stars of that spaceship behind him, uh, and the lizard man on the front. So it's one of the only things I did remember for sure. The gun star. And you could see if they were doing like press photos or yeah. any advanced like yeah. imagery of this, you'd be like, oh, that looks mm-hmm. cool. It looks like a space movie yeah. that I may have seen before. Space movie, space movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Alex is getting the target practice of a lifetime in space. Pre- preparing to take on Xur. Um, so meanwhile, back at the trailer park, though, we can't ignore the fact that Beta Alex 
is uh, hanging out with Maggie more and more, and she's mm-hmm. like, you know, she's like loyal. She wants to. She's like, listen, she's why don't we go girlfriend. to Silver, Silver Lake? tonight yeah. uh, we know what that means <laughs> everybody's going yeah. to silver lake everyone that means there's gonna be some kissing there is kissing yep. at silver lake um all the other all the other like the friends they go with and making out and and at, he doesn't know how to be human he doesn't know how to to give maggie what she needs from him which is you know some human emotion because he's a Blob man. <laughs> He's a homunculus, like, simuloid man. He doesn't know anything. Um, and so, and so he starts to listen in on the, on the, on the lovers just on the other side of the campfire and starts to say all the right things because Maggie's, she's pissed off. She's pissed off. She's like, you know, my man wants, doesn't want to go to City College with me. He never wants to go to Silver Lake. Ugh. And then he starts to say, you're my Juliet. He starts to say all these nice things you're to my her. My Venus. My yeah. Venus. Just hearing what the sleazeball guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a few, you know, sleeping bags over is saying to exactly. his date. And, uh, and then he makes the mistake because the guy's like, listen, all those other girls meant nothing to me. Yeah. So Beta says that oh, to God. Maggie. And she's like, what other girls? And... And Another then slap. And then he's like, you, oh, you want me to talk dirty? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible move. Terrible move, Beta. Beta. It's not going well. No, you just don't understand women, you sassy simulator. He's been alive for like how long? Like <laughs> like one day? Half a day? How long, is he, how long has Alex been gone? It's never specified. That's true. That's true. We don't learn how long he's no, been No, I mean, like to actually get to, to Rylos, like it could have taken a while. Like, it could have taken light years. I mean, like, how long has, has Maggie been putting up with this weird blob man? Yeah, years, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Poor Maggie from Edmonton. Oh, so just as uh, things are getting a little too hot and heavy, uh-huh. uh, it's uh, they get interrupted by another interstellar hit beast. Yes. And so then Beta is, explains really quick, like, what's going on, yeah. and he gets blasted yeah. and reveals, like, green, like, robotics or circuitry? something underneath him. Yeah, yeah. circuitry, and, and he's kind of got, like, fluids coming out of him, and she's like, <gasps> so yeah. she realizes something's yeah. up. She clues it. She's pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't the haircut or the, the thinness from puking that... that you know, set her off is definitely the circuitry and the ooze. <laughs> Although, had she ever seen what Alex looked like without skin in real life? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, B- poor Beta, he sacrifices himself. Yeah. So, oh yeah, that's right. So, the interstellar hit beast was sent because Zur thinks, I'm trying to keep up yeah, with yeah, these, yeah. Like, I'm trying to like, get it in, in order. Uh, they think that there's one Starfighter right. left. That's right. They're aware that there's They're one. They're told the one has escaped. Yes. And that's who they think is That's why They send the Zanduzan, yeah. So, and that that's why they kill him. And then they think, oh, we finally killed the last Starfighter. Yeah. So now there's nobody stopping us from yeah. attacking the frontier. Although, did they really think one Starfighter was going to hold up back their entire frontier. I'm not sure why they were so worried, if I'm honest. Like, also somebody who's like, it's the first day on the job. It's like, oh, we got the intern. The intern's here to like, not say I was an intern. Interns do a great job. But I can't imagine on my first day as an intern being like, oh, you got you to gotta like take on this whole armada. What? Yeah, yeah, it's the Kodan Armada. They're here and they're going to mess with us. Yeah, it's like, don't you like Impossible Odds? It's like that video game. It's my first played. day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, 
I don't really know what they're worried about, but they sent us Andrew Zan. His arm gets shot off. Like, you know. It's... Yeah, well, the, the Armada is now with Beta dead. They yep. think, all right, we're good. Now we can finally attack the frontier. Yeah. So, again, I don't get why they were worried about just one. They blew yeah. up every other one. In one shot. Did they really think? They're like, well, listen, guys. We saw this movie Star Wars, and one guy blew up the Death Star. <laughs> with so, one missile. Don't worry. With, you know, he used to womp. What does he say uh, about the, the rats that yeah, he used to? Uh, like blasting womp rats yep. in Beggar's Canyon. Yeah. Exactly. I'm surprised there aren't more lines like that oh, in this movie. Yeah. And we're now about two-thirds of the way through the movie, aren't we? Like, this oh, is, yeah. Is we're like, close. We're actually closer to the end than you think. skinny. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Beta never gets to go to City College. He dead. Don't uh, worry, listeners. We're, we're getting close. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Zur, the Emperor of Rylos. Uh, yeah, he's uh, they're, they're having some sort of inner uh, inter-office turmoil totally. going on. So totally. We, is it Krill or who knows what the guy... Krill's the bad dude. Krill's the guy we like the design of. Right. So he overthrows him. So they just yeah. decide that you yeah. are wrong. I don't know. They fight for some reason. They're like, you're, you're wrong. And he's like, no. I'm right, and he's like, I've got a big, uh, I've got a big pointy, um, like a space morning star mace. It's a mace or like a, um, uh, yeah, it's like an, a scepter. Is what I was gonna say. He has like a pointy scepter. It's very unwieldy. I yeah, it doesn't look very useful or dangerous. It's just, it's just pointy and big, and he's like wields it round, and yeah, it's like you can't run a galaxy that way, man. And so, well, they take it. They want to take that from him, right? Yeah, and he don't. He, he doesn't want to give it up. No. So, uh, <laughs> so then, like, they fight, but yeah. then he overpowers them. Yes, he does. And uh, and then finally, <laughs> yeah, finally, in the last Starfighter, finally, we get a space battle yeah we've been waiting ages for this there have been some graphics which i'm sure we'll talk about yeah but uh, well, yeah like now suddenly we're like oh oh, oh my god this some space battle needs to happen right now yeah so it's alex and grig yep in their ship in after their... they decided to play hide and seek yeah which was a little earth game yeah like, all of a sudden alex is like oh i just remembered i used to play hide and seek with my oh we skipped over the part where they share photos of each other oh yeah grig basically <laughs> has an iphone and like in 19 <laughs> 84 uh he's like showing pictures of his family on it and they're moving and alex like takes his wallet out and like has to show like old photographs it's like oh wow cool i guess they have um you know smartphones up in space now in 1984 i loved it it was a really touching moment griggs like this is my wife and she looks just like him he's like we live in caves and you know alex just has his wallet in his space suit and he's like oh yeah this is my brother and yeah. he used to play hide and seek his best friend is will wheaton who yeah. got who got edited out of this movie for real? For real, yeah. Uh, Will Wheaton is in the credits. He plays Lewis's friend, and he's in deleted scenes and was edited out of the film. Whoa. Yeah, deep, huh? That's the coolest fun fact I've learned about this so far. <laughs> Sorry to just lay it on you right now. Yeah. <laughs> so this gives us, that gave us a little moment where, you know, Alex and, and Grig, we do see that they become friends there in space. Yeah. And if they're going to be the last ones up there yeah. trying to fight the Armada and destroy the frontier... If you're still following us, listeners. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, you know, they're brave. Just remember that Alex has the greatest video game skills in the galaxy. Yeah. So he's good at fighting and shooting and yeah. dodging space explosions, uh, which he's all good. come in handy. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. So we get this star fight, finally. The yeah. starfighter star fight. And uh, then there's like a moment that I didn't see coming uh, where like all of a sudden they just 
beat all the aliens? Yeah, it's an experimental gun star, or it's a prototype gun star that has this like one cool feature called what is it called? It's called the Death Blossom, which is the <laughs> stupidest name for a like a, a secret special attack ever. The Death Blossom, where they just like flip around and do pow 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 everything. And there's a moment after that they've, they've used up. They're like, oh, the Death Blossom. The Death Blossom will can only be fired once, and yeah, make sure everyone's in target. And uh, yeah, of course they all are, and they blow the crap out of everyone. Uh, but then they run out of juice. The Death Blossom uses up the juice. <laughs> <laughs> There's no juice left, and they're stuck. Uh, and then, and then, what happens? Then uh, I may have had a little nap. At no, this point. no, I know. At this point, well, it all happens so quickly. Yeah, like the death blossom happens, blows up everyone. They're yeah. like, okay, so is this? Wait, this star battle. It felt like the star battle like just started. Yeah, and then they get into this. He does the the death blossom attack, and uh, and the next thing you know, the aliens are like, we're locked into the moon's gravitational pull. Yeah. And then one of them says, well, what do we do? And then Krill looks at me and goes, we die. Which is an amazing line. It's maybe the best thing about the entire movie. I think that um, Grig and Alex like do some, like, sh- like they, they get their circuits back online. Like Grig is doing some jimmying of some cables because they're out of power because of the awesomely named Death Blossom. <laughs> and, and then they do some lasering in the control room. Uh, and, and that's when Krill delivers the amazing line. But I've got to say, before he delivers the line, his orange monocle flips in front of his eye for no reason before he says the amazing he line. He wants to see death, yeah. you know, in full Could, orange yeah. monocle can vision. We, can we do the lines? Can, we, can, we, can you be the, can I be Krill? Would you mind yeah, if I be Krill? You, please, yes. Okay. We're locked into the moon's gravitational pull. What do we do? Flip. We die. <laughs> And then they die. <laughs> like, huh? Is that it? Yeah, that's that's it. like, yep. wow. And then next thing you know, it's like celebration music. Yep. Big party. Uh, everybody's there. Uh, oh, and then they're like, oh, but Zer got away. Uh, but, you know, great job, Alex. Uh, you know, fantastic. And they're all just celebrating like the end of Star Wars, giving out, you know, medals or whatever. And, uh, and then surprise, <laughs> who makes an appearance here? <laughs> Uh, who does make an appearance here? Centauri. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, that lovable 1930s huckster with his flying robot car. He's like, did you think I would die? That's I just went right. to the next dimension. Oh, my God. He comes back. But also, he he, does, he doesn't just come back. He comes back without his human face. He comes back as his like alien face in a gown. And then again, he gets his face in a little handkerchief and rubs it on. And all of a sudden, he's Robert Preston. I think, I think that's his name. Um, yeah. uh, the music man. <laughs> I'm Centauri's back. And also, Alex is really happy to see him. Like, they've known each other for years. No. They just met. This is what happened. These are the interactions between the two of them. Centauri shows up, kidnaps him in a space car. They fly up. He sells him. <laughs> takes him back. Gets shot dies then he comes back and he's like my best friend Com- like the, the character development it's in this movie so is true. terrible it's so every true. everybody's he hated character him most of the time he hated him the whole he time he kidnapped he's- him he sold him into oh. like star labor <laughs> hey old buddy <laughs> 
He's like, I thought, he's like, you thought I was dead? Well, that's, yeah. That's yeah, I did. You died. <laughs> and he says, he says you went into a different uh, uh, hibernative state or. Yeah, because he shows his crazy face and they're like, look who's here. Oh, and I thought it was going to be Maggie. Yeah, me too. Like, like, brought your oh, girlfriend. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Wesley Crusher or Will Wheaton who got <laughs> deleted from this movie? Is it going to be Michael Myers, the film's director, Nick Castle? Oh. Nope, it's Centauri. So, well, <laughs> no, and and guess what, Centauri? Nobody cares. <sighs> Nobody cares. But Zuri is still on the run, and that's uh, r- this new form. That's right. So the main guy they didn't even kill. It takes his. He probably takes his ceremonial scepter, and he's off into the into the galaxy. He he gets away, and they're like, so you know, we're setting up this for like you know the franchise, the so, franchise yeah. that never happens. So we're gonna train you to you know teach more starfighters. But you know, Alex feels the call of home. Yeah. So he has to go back to. He Earth, does. Yeah. You know, before he goes off to lead this new rebellion, uh, a la Luke Skywalker, maybe perhaps. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so he takes his Gunstar ship to the trailer park, and uh, he shows everyone. Uh, you know, his reward for getting the video game high score. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's totally fine with it. Yeah, they all just come running out. The whole trailer park's yeah. there. Grandma's there with a shotgun. She's got a shotgun, that's right. So I knew someone did. Of course it's Grandma. Um, Alex, step away from that thing. I do have to say, so Alex comes down. He says hi to everybody in the trailer park. And then he's like, oh, my friend's here. And Grig comes down, you know, in, in his full leathery, iguanic alien yep. stature. And I kind of thought it was really touching. And he like, yeah. starts shaking everyone's hands. He's like, hello, how do you do? I do very fine. Do <laughs> like, it's just like he's having it like he's shaking hands and kissing babies. Because and- he's played by a charming old yeah. Irish man. <laughs> like, of course, he's like a charming space lizard. He's like, oh, how's, how do you do? Yeah, and, and then he meets Maggie. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, hello, Maggie. And it's like everyone's like, oh, great. They're not in like shock that there's no. like an alien. And space no. lizard. Yeah. Space lizard. <laughs> like Granny's not blasting him. And yeah. They're all yeah. like, oh, of course. Alex was really good at that video game. Mm-hmm. So obviously he went to space, made friends with a lizard. Of man, course. And saved the galaxy. It all makes perfect sense. <laughs> um and then, yeah, so Alex finally convinces Maggie, um, you know, they have a touching moment, and he convinces Maggie to come with him to space, because they're going to be together for always. And she's all like, nah. <laughs> she's like, what about grandma? Yeah, she's like, uh, I want to go to City College. I mean, this this City College must be really, <laughs> really nice. They must have a lot of, like, Commodore 64s, or like a lot of, like... Apple Macintosh computers oh, in 1984. It's like all oh, the sugar cereals God. you can eat. <laughs> At some point, she's going to get one of those giant brick cell phones. She's just like, I want to go to City College. But then she has a change of heart and she decides to follow her generic boyfriend to space. To with space. Rig. Yeah. For and, the rest uh, of their lives. And it's just kind of beautiful. And then they go off, and then there's just one last shot as the spaceship mm-hmm. is going off into space. And we see Lewis. Yeah. He's about to play that arcade game. He's going to be just like his brother and, yeah. and become a starfighter. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty corny at the end, but it's pretty pretty cool too. It's, like, it's yeah, pretty it's cool, cool, pretty touching. He kicks like a stool up, right? Like So he, he can be high. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was it, the last starfighter. Yeah. Now, was there anything that really, was there anything about the movie that stood out to you that you clearly remembered like when you watched it and you're like, wow. I, I remember this scene exactly. Nope. I can honestly say <laughs> I didn't remember any of it. Like, I, like I, I didn't remember any of it at all. I thought it would come back to me. I feel like I've seen this movie maybe, you know, I'm, I'm going to be generous and say I've maybe seen it like 
six times or sure, yeah. seven times as a kid. Maybe, maybe, okay, let's say a push 10 times, you know, like when it's just on in the background um, because it was just always available. You know, like I said at the beginning, if anybody was is here from the beginning, it was just it was a, a movie ten years from the date when I was working in a video store, a rental store. So it just like it's like ah, when are we going to get out? You know, we'll get one of the Indiana Jones movies, we'll get a Back to the Future, and we'll get the Last Starfighter, and maybe we'll get Tron because I, I love Tron. Um, and no, not a goddamn thing. It's so, and again, we spoke about it earlier, but that's exactly how I felt because I know I have seen this. It was definitely one of those ones, like at one point, you're like, oh, I gotta, you know, gotta make sure I see The Last Starfighter. And I remember being on TV all the time, like one of those like late night, Friday night movies, like yeah. The Last Starfighter. But I think I always would come in at different times of the movie. And if I did ever sit through this movie from start to finish, which I don't know that I did, I like you, I really didn't remember anything. Like I remember him playing the arcade game and I remember uh, him in the ship with Grig. Like I uh-huh. do have like that image in my brain, but I also do remember the comic book being around. But I don't think right. Was that a Marvel comic, comic book? Yes, yeah, so it was a Marvel it came out as like a one-shot in like Marvel did these like graphic novels. Uh-huh. Uh, throughout the 80s, but then it was released, I think, as like a three-issue miniseries. You know, they did like Dune and Return of the Jedi. Right, right, right. of those ones. But uh, yeah, I didn't really, you know, didn't really remember too much of it. Um, but you know, so now, you know, because you did like it, you remembered liking it, and for some reason... I remembered you know, enough to like it to watch it again. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, how old would I have been? Like 13, 14, when I was working at the video store... Um, and I guess, you know, now I'm 40, so, so you know, th- this movie's coming up on its uh, its 35th anniversary this year. Which is crazy. Yeah, uh, July, came out in July, like you said at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so it's 35 years. 1984. So it's, you know. So, well, so here's the big question. Then, okay. Right? Do you still like this? No. <laughs> no. It is it is not no, it's not good enough. It is is not a good enough movie. I I love I'm going to say I love Grig. I I found a picture of him online uh that is I'm going to show to you now which it just says everything about him. It did that yeah, you can see that now. Oh my god. When was Can you that describe taken? this please, Sean? It's uh okay, so it's Grig in his full lith- lizard leathery uh iguana like uh makeup and outfit, but he's wearing just like uh, a white collared dress shirt and standing in front of a library with a clock and he's got sunglasses on and a hat. And was he smoking? Yeah, he's smoking a pipe. Like <laughs> <laughs> I mean This is actually what I would imagine him doing, like retiring yeah, to Earth. Exactly. Maybe hooking up with grandma or something. Exactly. And, yeah. Because grandma kinda looked like his lizard wife anyway. Uh, <laughs> and um and if they made if they made a movie based solely on Greg then I would be like, yeah, I want to see that movie. But I didn't care enough about Alex. He wasn't developed enough. Uh, his girlfriend was really nice. I felt that she was quite understanding. And he just he like, he like just goes off into space and isn't really appreciative of being the last Starfighter that Honor bestowed upon him. Nobody is developed very well. Zur is a really terrible bad guy. Krill is an amazing bad guy, but not present enough beyond his amazing, we die, flip lens thing. 
So, no, it's not a good movie. And you know what? I don't know how long it was. Did you clock Did you clock how long it is? It felt longer than I think it actually was. I'm going to say it's like 76 minutes or something. It's yeah. probably not. It's probably an hour and a half. But also, when it was over, I was like, is that it? Yeah. It, because it's really like, it's like, okay, what happens in the first Lord of the Rings movie or the first Lord of the Rings book? They walk a bunch of places. They meet a few people. That's all that happens in that first book. So I really think they were trying to set it up. Yeah, it did. Like, it did kind of leave me expecting more, but not wanting more. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, good. It's over. <laughs> me too. I was like, oh, I can go to bed now. Wow. Thank God. I mean, I will say to its credit. Did you like it, Sean? I like, let me ask you a question. Okay. Do you still like this movie? I will say, since I didn't really have a particular strong fondness going in, okay. I was part of me was expecting it to really suck. Right. I, to its credit, I found it kind of earnest. Yep. I found it, when it got goofy, it was sort of just goofy enough. Yeah, sure. And it had some sort of fun, silly moments. I liked all the, like, I liked how 80s it was in a lot of ways. Just the trailer part. Uh-huh. You know, the characters. I didn't find anyone, like, particularly offensive. But right. again, like I said earlier, I didn't find anybody particularly, you know, amazing or fantastic. Sure. Like, Grig was easily the best guy. He's the best, yeah. You know, and and Maggie, she was a delight. And, yeah. you know, I wish we'd seen more of her. I think they spent too much time on the Trailer Park bo- uh, the trailer park Boys. I think they spent too much time <laughs> at the Trailer Park. Um, it and not enough time slow, in space. Not yeah. enough time in space. Uh, you know, there are moments... That are kind of heartwarming, but it also feels like it didn't earn those heartwarming moments. Yeah. Like you said, when Alex sees Centauri at the end, like we didn't, they didn't have enough of a relationship no. for us to care that Centauri's still alive. Kidnapping, <laughs> human trafficking, reunion. I'm yeah, sorry, that's not that enough. Near for death a, experience. <laughs> that know. is not enough for a lasting relationship. Yeah. Uh, take him to the edge of murder. Um, I, I will say that nothing. You know when you watch some 80s movies and you're like, oh my God, this is awful. This movie didn't have any racism in it particularly, no homophobia, uh, which are typical of so many of the, the movies, or, or like um, making fun of people with developmental um, delays or exactly. disabilities, like, it's like in of- Goonies. You know, like it's, it's, it's not, the, it doesn't have anything too offensive about it, but there isn't anything that gives it an edge. Yeah, there's... It's very safe. I would say if they like edited edited it down to like an hour long or maybe even like a half hour made for TV movie, you could tell this story a lot faster. Yeah. And make it like a nice like I don't know if you remember like those Saturday morning specials or like yeah sure you know, like it, it I could see this being just told in like a quick short like sci-fi short story. Okay, kid gets really good at a video game. Turns yeah. out the video game was created by an alien to recruit him into a starfighting, yeah. uh, you know, battle to save the galaxy. He goes into space, uses those skills, saves this the galaxy, and then uh, they want him to go on and and help, you know, start a whole new generation of starfighting. Boom! Yeah, you just bam. hit the whole movie in like twenty seconds. Yeah, and that's I think what like they padded things out. When I found out that Atari balked and were planning an arcade game and then saw the film and didn't right. want to do it and then Galoob were going to do an action figure line right. saw the film didn't, didn't want to do, do it. it 
perhaps they were trying because John Carpenter, if he was sort of peripherally involved in this somehow, I'm not sure if he was. But I don't think he was. I yeah. just think I just think there's uh, there's a lot of people around this movie that were working on the other movies. Yeah, but do you remember there was a TV show, Starman? Yes. It spun out of a movie. Yeah, but that was a John Carpenter movie, right. Starman. So yeah. that's what I'm wondering, like, if they were thinking this could be a vehicle for a TV series. Maybe, maybe. And I have heard rumors just through just the grapevine and the internet and everything where, like, every couple years I hear, oh, there's going to be a Last Starfighter remake or a Last Starfighter yeah. sequel. Um, but clearly the writer hasn't done much, the director yeah. hasn't done much, none of the cast have done much. Well, so the, I mean, uh, the writer clearly hasn't done anything. Dinosaur, Whoopi Goldberg movie. Um, <laughs> and then, watch. yeah, we maybe we should watch that. Um, so the director, Nick Castle, you know, his acting credits as well are, are short. You know, he's Mike Myers, as we talked about in the first movie in 78. He was also played Mike Myers again in 2018 when they redid Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. I think she's in the, the most recent one. I oh, didn't yeah, watch I haven't it. seen it. I, you know what? Uh, I'm going to tell you a secret in a minute. Um, so, uh, so he does Escape from New York co-writer. Uh, a movie about assassinations that features Linda Hamilton from Terminator uh, Terminator Fame. It's her first movie. It's a, a, a movie I, I haven't seen. It. It's called Tag My Assassin or something. Oh, never seen. Yeah, that never one. seen it. She's uh, in some cool movies. That was her first movie. Is okay. this Nick Castle movie? And then it's The Last Starfighter. And at some point, he directed Dennis the Menace with Walter Matthau and that little kid with blonde hair. Yeah. So it, like, his. <laughs> I just, I, I just can't like his his career trajectory is is insane. Hollywood's cruel. Michael Myers, acting. Michael Myers acting. At some point, he's he's the piano player in um, Escape from New York. I don't even remember that scene. It's probably in the Duke's, you know, room in the, his castle. You know, like yeah. I, I just I don't know. But Nick Castle. That's wow. it. Wow. That's and yeah. So bizarre. And yeah, Lance Guest didn't really go on to much nope. else. Uh, and I did see an interview with him because I was really curious, you know, this morning. I was like, all right, let me just see if there's anything. He was, <laughs> he got brought out to some video game convention and there's an interview with him online. And the guy's like, clearly, he's being interviewed by someone yeah. who's a video game fan. Yeah. Because you're at a video game convention. And he's like, so are you into video games? No, I don't like video games at all. <laughs> Like, you're in one you, of the, like, the quintessential <laughs> video game movie. Just say yes. Just say yes. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm not really into video yeah. games at all. I'm like, dude, this was the biggest movie. And I, he was even saying, he's like, well, I'm glad it's got a fan base, you know, 30 yeah. years later. Um, now 35 years yeah. later. Like, I will, again, I will say to its credit, you could show this to kids, you know, but again, it's like it's just sort of like a fun background yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a good like it's a good probably if if the kids are like eight nine, I think this is probably a good movie to watch. It's like yeah. it's tame now probably compared yeah. to some of the things kids and they kids don't watch. Even swear in the movie. I don't no, I mean I mean like Lewis nine year old Lewis is ogling Playboy, but apart from that, it's it's that's the most disgusting <laughs> yeah, thing about the movie. The that's raunchy. more disgusting than uh, than the Blob Man, you know. <laughs> uh, my secret, by the way, is that I've never seen John Carpenter's Halloween, despite being a massive John Carpenter fan. Because I'm not a horror fan. I, horror films stay with me for weeks, months, days afterwards. So I'm uh, my John Carpenter Holy Trinity are The Thing, um, Escape from New York, and Big Trouble in Big Little Trouble. China. Yeah. yeah. All th those are probably the top three. Uh, I saw on Precinct 13 is also amazing. Uh, yeah. But 
Ghosts of Mars too. There's like some. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have. But the a the John Carpenter horror. I, it's just you know, it's too much for me. It's. Uh, I would say Halloween's worth watching. Okay, I'm going to do it. It's a classic for I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's definitely good. Well, Pete, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. This has been phenomenal. Now they don't have to watch the movie. Oh, my gosh. The Last Starfighter. It's probably the last time I'll watch The Last Starfighter. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully. Oh, man. Pete Morey, may the luck of the seven pillars of Gulu be with you always. Thank you, Centauri. (laughs) (laughs) You rascal. All right, you know how we do. Give me some credits. Grab your quarters and slide them into the slot. The last starfighter only had one shot. No spin-offs or action figure tie-ins. But as we saw, it's not for lack of trying. I mean, yeah, it was 1984. Alex was the lead and we liked his lady more. The guy's reward for earning a high score? Getting kidnapped and forced to fight a war in outer space. He never even shot a pistol, let alone talk on communo crystals. It borrows a lot. I'm surprised there isn't droids. It's the themes that are the simuloids. It's not the worst and I don't want to hate, but honestly, I can't really say it's great. But if by chance you choose to watch one day, may the luck of the seven pillars be with you always. Of Hulu. Thanks, Pete. Shout out Peter Project on the beat. Shout out all of you for tuning in. You're so sweet. It's Word Bergie. We'll catch you next time. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.